If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. You are now tuned into the Paging Dr. Shonda podcast, where we talk about all things related to mental health, life lessons, and the culture. I'm your host, Dr. Shonda, and it is my goal to help you walk in wellness. And we're going to do that today by talking about some really important things. Before I get into the topic today, though, y'all, I must say, happy April. We have entered into a new month, and I'm very excited about what this month is going to bring for many of us. As we talked about in a previous podcast, when we enter into spring, when that spring season is strongly associated with new beginnings, it's strongly associated with new ways of being, new ways of thinking, cleaning out the clutter, right? And if you haven't listened to that episode, I need you to go a few episodes back just to listen to that and catch up to what we've been talking about here on the Paging Dr. Shonda podcast. But new weeks, new months, they always make me so excited. I'm very excited for what God has in store for me for this month, because let me tell y'all last month, if y'all been following my uh, Instagram page, you know that this is this was my very first time being full time in my private practice, my private practice. Uh, So, yeah, last month has been a game changer. It's literally been like uh, so fulfilling to be able to help so many people. I don't know how so many people have been finding me or even reaching out to me, but I just thank God for the doors that he's opening. And I believe that he's going to multiply that 100 fold in this upcoming month and in the next month, even more. So I am truly excited. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, though, We're going to jump straight into the hot off the press segment, y'all. The hot off the press segment is where we talk about all things related to the culture, uh, news related stuff, anything that has to do with mental health in the news. And I cannot help myself but to highlight the simple fact that we witnessed history, y'all. My girl, Jasmine Sullivan, won her very first uh, Grammy, I was about to say Oscar, but she won a Grammy. And I think this moment was so profound for her because number one, I've been a huge fan of hers for years. Number two, this is something that she's really been uh, striving for. And she's always been an artist who's been nominated or, um, you know, just getting really close to some of the awards that she's been receiving over the past year for her album. But I think this is a testament as to how we should continue to work toward our goals. We should continue to strive towards success, knowing that when we continue to put in the work and continue to put out our content and our efforts and, you know, continue to do the things that we're called to do in this lifetime, we'll be rewarded, whether it's, you know, now or couple years from now, next week, next month. But I think Jasmine Sullivan is the perfect example for that. So that was uh, one segment of the hot off the press segment. One part of that. Another part that I really want to highlight. So a couple weeks ago, if you guys are familiar with my sister and I, so we have our own podcast that we'll be launching soon. But we recorded an episode where we talked about uh, Monique and how Mo- Monique, the comedian, and how so many people have blackballed her and blacklisted her and really pushed her out of Hollywood. Uh, black people we're talking about really pushed her out of Hollywood. And she felt some type of way about that, as she should. And so recently, I couldn't help but to notice that 
it was reported that Lee Daniels, who was one of the individuals who was labeled as blackballing her, he actually apologized to her. He said, you know, I'm sorry for any way that I may have hurt you. I'm sorry for anything that I may have done and really just asked her uh, for forgiveness in the public eye. So why was this so significant? Well, because we know that over the past few years, Monique has been really hurt uh, by some of the things that she's that Hollywood has been saying about her. The fact that she in the early 2000s, you couldn't turn on a BET movie and not see Monique or even any movie for that matter. Like she reigned in black Hollywood, black cinema. And the fact that she had such an abrupt uh, loss when it came to jobs and things of that nature, she attributed that to being blackballed by one of these individuals being Lee Daniels. And so I felt as though that was such a significant moment. And I wanted to highlight it on the podcast because we saw real life reconciliation happen right before our eyes. So years of being hurt, years of uh, this grudge being held between the two of them, both sides, right? Years of this. All of that was reconciled. I'm not going to say they're 100% where they were before, but I am saying there was at least um, an olive branch extended and that olive branch was received. I'm a firm believer that healing is a choice. Being able to forgive is a choice. And we have to make the necessary steps. Somebody can be ready to apologize all day, but if we're not in that position, if we're not in that position in that, that uh, place that we can forgive, we might miss that opportunity for healing. We might miss that opportunity to, to reconcile the broken pieces, the things that, you know, I, I don't know Monique's situation, but I'm pretty sure while she was being mishandled by black cinema in Hollywood, that there may have been thoughts that came to her mind about herself, uh, her adequacy as a, as an entrepreneur, as a, a leading lady in comedy. There might have been thoughts. She may, that may have impacted her self-worth and self-esteem. If she had denied that opportunity to reconcile, who knows what that would have done to her? Would that have, was that the moment that she needed over these past few years? Uh, because we know she was hurt. We know that these are things that she talked about in previous interviews. So was this what she needed? I'm a firm believer, like I said, that, you know, people might be ready to apologize, but are we in the position to forgive? Every single day when I go into my prayer closet, one of the things I'm always praying about is forgiveness. Like I want to be able to forgive. I want to be able to forgive like Christ. I want to be able to let go of things that I have been uh, holding on to in my heart. Because at the end of the day, is it worth the pain? Is it worth continuing to hold this grudge? So I'm really happy that they were able to reconcile. And also beyond Monique being in a place where she was willing and open to forgive, I got to give my props to uh, give props to my boy Lee Daniels, because what he could have did was he could have text Monique and said, hey, I'm sorry. He could have called her and said, hey, I'm sorry. But he did it openly. He did it publicly. He 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 did it with a microphone. Y'all, I cannot tell you how many times I say the same microphone that you use, the same bullhorn that you use to try to tarnish my reputation. I need you to use that same mic when you're trying to reconcile. Because I don't have time for no backdoor apologies. Like, I, I'm still human. I'm going to forgive you. I'm going to love you like Jesus Christ. But at the same time, if you know that you publicly uh, tried to tarnish my name, tried to tarnish my image, tried to tarnish my family's name by any means, don't be trying to creep in talking about like, hey, I miss you, sis, or liking the picture or, 
you know, hey, we got to meet for coffee. No, I need you to use that same microphone that you used when you was trying to tarnish my reputation. So Lee Daniels, he, he got it. He got the point when he did that. So I'm appreciative of the way in which he apologized. I'm also appreciative of the way that Monique was so ready and willing and able to uh, accept that apology. And even with that hot off the press segment, I'm going to challenge you to think about are you in a place where you can forgive? Are you in a position to forgive? Has there been someone who may have hurt you in your life? Has there been a situation in your life that you may be having a hard time for moving on? Would you be willing and open to, to forgiving that person if they did come to you with an apology? Would it, what would be that hindrance if not? Would it be your own pride? Would it be your own uh, uh Sometimes we get so used to the hurt and the pain and the way of living and walking in life when we were uh, targeted or mishandled to the point where healing becomes like, well, I don't even know what that looks like. I'm so used to being hurt. I'm so used to holding on to this pain that I'm not willing to forgive. We begin to befriend hurt. We befriend, you know, just just um, living, walking in unforgiveness. But what's keeping you stuck? What's keeping you from being able to walk freely and to walk holy in forgiveness? So that's just what I thought about over the weekend when I had saw that piece of news. I am so happy for them and their relationship. Monique, sis, you deserve everything that's coming your way. I believe that she belongs uh, back in, on TV, back on our TV screens. I can't be the only one that missed like the Parkers and all the other movies by Monique and stuff. So she definitely deserves it. So we're going to continue to pray for Lee Daniels and Monique as the healing process continues to flourish within, within them. All right, y'all. So y'all ready for the topic? Okay, let's get into it. So today we are talking about something that is really important for uh, myself as an entrepreneur, as a content creator. For those of you who are listening, if you identify as an entrepreneur, even a hard worker of some sort, someone who is finding themselves continuing to uh, work toward goals, goal after goal. Okay, this year I bought a house. Next year I'm going to start a business. The year after that I'm going to start a family. If you're that type of person, this podcast episode's for you, okay? Because I have to always check myself with this type of thinking to make sure I'm not uh, operating in this way. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bottom up, up, up. At participating McDonald's. Because this, this type of thing will, will mess you up. Y'all ready for this? All right. So I want you to ask yourself, am I addicted to praise? Am I addicted to praise? Well, what do you mean, Dr. Shonda? Are you addicted to this concept of constantly needing validation from other people? Are you, are you constantly seeking for other people to, to, to tell you good job, to give you the hand claps, even the number of likes that you get on Instagram? Nowadays, uh, people don't like to see how many likes they get. So sometimes they turn them off. I, and I'm not knocking it. Like, I think, you know, Instagram created that feature for a reason. But one of the reasons is because people got so caught up and this idea of validation and needing validation through vanity metrics to the point where they don't like other people to see if they're not getting that praise, if they're not getting the applause, if they're not getting the hand claps. I think that as a people, as a society, um, I'm someone who loves social media, but I also feel like that has uh, caught 
has really caught a lot of us up in being addicted to what other people think about us, addicted to that concept of praise. So what does it mean to have an addiction to praise? So I'll tell you, constantly seeking validation and attention. Constantly seeking validation and attention. Well, isn't that healthy, Dr. Shonda? Absolutely. It absolutely is healthy to have, to require some level of attention. Think about it. As social beings, as uh, people who were created um, in, in this, this social uh, being that we're in, we're constantly looking for ways to be validated. You know, if you're in a romantic relationship, you want to be affirmed by your partner, even if you're in uh, friend groups. Sometimes it's good to have that, that attention, right? Now, what does it mean to, for it to be in a, a maladaptive realm or for it to be unhealthy? If I'm at the point in my life where I feel as though everything that I do is, is, is uh, run, is, is um, targeted, is driven, that's the word I'm looking for, is driven by me needing praise from other people. We often see this in individuals who constantly are creating or constantly working on the next goal. I'm not saying it's a bad thing to always be working on something. Like I myself, if y'all saw my uh, to-do list for the year, y'all would think that I was bananas. Uh, because I do have a lot of things I plan to touch on during this year. But it becomes maladaptive or problematic if my th the things that I'm hoping to do, the things that I'm looking to do, the things that I'm hoping to accomplish and to create, it's all because I want other people to see what I'm doing. I want other people to say, oh, go Dr. Shonda, you on it, sis, go ahead. It becomes unhealthy. So I want you to think about it. Has there ever been a time in my life where I've been addicted to praise, where I've been addicted to thinking about, constantly thinking about, are other people applauding me? And if they're not, what does that mean about me? That's how we know it's unhealthy. And we, we're going to get into that. I'm not going to jump ahead of myself. OK. All right. So, again, attention is healthy, but it's un, it goes into unhealthy territory when we feel like we are not a good person unless we are praised in some way. So if I, I get a new job and nobody says congratulations, if I if I buy a new home and nobody from my family is sending that congratulations text, that means that, wow, did I did I really do a good job? Did I? Did I do something wrong? That's how we know it's going into unhealthy territory. There's nothing wrong with uh, receiving attention. There's nothing wrong with receiving validation. Like I said, it's healthy. As human beings, we like to be praised. But if my being, if my self-worth and esteem, the way my sense of self is predicated on how other people are applauding me, that's when I know it's unhealthy. And we have to begin to target that. So why is this problematic, you ask? And y'all, th this podcast is not going to be long. So write this down. Y'all know how we do it at the Page and Dr. Shonda podcast. I need you to grab your pen and your paper. Jot this down so that we can, you can review this on your own time. Okay, number one, why is this problematic? It is problematic because praise is never consistent. Attention is never consistent. It's, it's, it's differential sometimes, right? So like I, using the examples of accomplishing goals and accomplishing, uh, I was on, you know, this broadcast, I created this publication, I launched this private practice. I'm never going to receive the same amount of praise for one thing as I did the other. So if I'm constantly, uh, you know, seeing my self-worth, seeing my accomplishments through a lens of 
did I did I do enough? Did I do a good enough job? All because somebody because I got 500 likes on that post, but I got a thousand likes on another post. It's never going to feel consistent. It's never going to feel like I'm doing enough because I'm not getting enough praise, even beyond the, the realm of social media. Right. So thinking about relationships, thinking about friend groups, your friends may not praise you in the same way that they did in last year. That just may not happen. And it doesn't mean that they hating on you. Come on. Let, I'm going to stay there. And you're, because your friends did not praise you in the same way in which they praised you before, it does not mean that they're hating on you. It could be, but it does not. It's not a definite. That's an assumption for us to think, oh, they're hating on me. They want my place. They No. Maybe it's just, a you know, again, differential attention, right? And so when we think about it and we always expect praise to be on this consistent level and it's not, we start to fall short. Then we think that our accomplishments begin to fall short. And then that means that me as a person, I'm beginning to fall short. That is when it becomes problematic. Praise is differential. It's never consistent. All right. So that's the first way is it's uh, problematic. All right. So number two, being addicted to praise is problematic because then my self-worth begins to become contingent on what other people think or how they respond to me. Y'all, I don't know. I, I really hope I don't sound arrogant if I, when I say this. But if I post something on Instagram that like an accomplishment or something I've done, TV show or whatever, and I get like 50 likes, I really don't care. I'm popping in real life. Like... <laughs> There is absolutely nothing that social media can give me that I'm not that I don't supplement for in my real life. Like at the end of the day, we have to keep in mind that this is something that far beyond how other people might praise me, far beyond how other people might see me or how they might value me and my efforts. My worth, my value, my validation does not come from any man. It comes from God. So with my validation, if I know who I am in Christ and I know that Christ Jesus is the one who validates me outside of that, nothing that anybody else can say or do or comment will matter. It's great to have the applause. I love when y'all liking and commenting on stuff. That's amazing. At the same time, like I said, beyond social media, sis, you're popping in real life. Like it's point blank period. You're popping in real life. You don't need validation from other people in order to prove your worth. Okay. Uh, and I know I, I made that specific to the women uh, beyond social media, bro, uh, cousin, auntie, uncle. Uh, beyond that, you're popping in real life, like point blank, period. All right. All right. Number three. When we become consistently seeking praise or even addicted to validation, it will never be enough. We will always feel the need to do more. Okay, I launched a private practice this month. Next month, I'm going to hire 20 employees. The following month, I'm going to uh, open a private practice in at least 10 other states just because I want other people to praise me. I want other people to see what I'm doing. I want other people to applaud me. That's unhealthy. My, my self-worth, again, is not contingent on other people. Now, if I want to accomplish these goals because I want to do it, outside of what other people expect me to do. If I want to accomplish these goals because I want to increase access in my communities, if I want to accomplish these goals because I know uh, this is according to my values and I know this is what God ordained me to do, that's something completely different. But if we are allowing our goals to be predicated on what we want other people to see in us, I'm going to ask you to examine 
What is it that I don't see that I want other people to see in me? Personally, what do I feel like I'm lacking that I want other people to see in me? Because that's really what seeking validation is. I feel like I'm lacking in some in one area or another of my life. Therefore, I have to overcompensate by getting that validation, the praise and the hand claps from everybody else. Now, I hope you, you had some time to really write down and to think about some of these things that we're, we're uh, looking at, some of the things that we're looking at according to praise, because it happens to so many of us. It's easy to get caught up in this idea of praise and validation. And, you know, are, are people seeing enough of what I'm doing? I take breaks all the time from social media now just to get away from that mentality. I do not want that thing to, to overtake my mental, my spirit, my soul. Like, I, I just can't afford that in this season of my life. So who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cut off? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. There's nothing for me to just go off the gram uh, or whatever for a couple weeks or what have you. It's nothing. So I want you to ask yourself, how can you show up authentically without being concerned who sees you? Without being concerned who applauds you, who, without being concerned who, with who praises you. Because at the end of the day, validation comes from within and above. It comes from myself. It comes from Jesus. I, I don't have to be validated by other people. All right, y'all. I appreciate y'all for listening. Typically, we have an Ask Dr. Shonda segment. I need y'all to send your questions. I haven't gotten a question lately, probably because I haven't posted about it. But still, I, I need your questions in order to do that segment. So we're going to wrap up right here. I want you to, again, write this down. Make sure that you are uh, rehearsing this. And to make sure that you are staying aligned with your values, how you want to show up, and not allowing that to be uh, predicated on what other people think about you. Last but not least, I want you all to sign up for the waitlist to receive our bonus episodes. That's right. Our bonus episode, our subscription, will be beginning very soon. I don't want you to miss out because I have really touched on the surface with this. I can go a lot deeper, and the deep stuff is going to be for my subscribers. So I need y'all to sign up today. All right, y'all. God bless. And don't forget, you have the power to create the emotions that you want to experience. Have a good night. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.